Hey everyone, you're listening to Just Real the Podcast. I am your host, Justine Ferrelli. I created this podcast to provide you with some real, raw and honest conversations about this crazy, beautiful ride we call life. I hope this podcast helps and inspires you in some way. Thank you so much for being here. Hey guys, so today I just wanted to jump on quickly um, because I have had a few people messaging me on Instagram after my little break, um, I've come back onto Instagram and a few people have obviously asked the question like, where have you been? Why did you delete Instagram? Um, you know, the, the usual questions you get. And mostly I've just replied to people saying, you know, I just wanted to focus. I wanted to focus on my healing, focus on the things that I wanted to achieve. And I've had a lot of people saying, how, how do you heal? Like, what do you do to heal? Like, I need me some of that healing. <laughs> and it just, yeah, that, that question's actually been playing on my mind a little bit. I've, I've kind of gone over it for the past few days thinking, oh, how do you heal? And the truth is, if you're aware and you're, you know, you're kind of tapped into yourself and tapped into your truth, the healing never really stops. I mean, I look at it as kind of, you know, they say in like the spiritual world, like you shed, you shed through your life and you keep shedding and they'll just be, you know, you'll heal from something and then something else might come up that has been quite deeply stored. Um, and what I would say is, with, in, with regards to healing, it's really to shut off the noise. I think in in this generation, in our current times, there's so much, so many ways for us to distract ourselves. You know, we can we can feel uncomfortable in emotion and automatically jump on our phone. You know, go on Instagram get some validation or we can watch something that makes us laugh or we can you know go on to whatsapp and find someone to talk to and not even talk about the issue but just to distract us what i would invite you to do is that when you when you do feel uncomfortable when you do feel emotional kind of watch what your immediate reaction is what do you do when you feel like that and ask yourself am i Am I trying to distract myself from this emotion? Am I trying to run away from this emotion? And if I was really honest with myself, I'm quite good at sitting with my feelings. I'm quite good at, you know, um, talking about them. I'm good about good at writing, good at sharing, really. Um, but if I was really honest with myself, I was distracting myself through, through for example, Instagram. And in the past, um, when I've gone through a breakup, the first thing I would do is go on Tinder, which is a clear sign that you are trying to avoid healing from that relationship. You know, if if you've been in a relationship where you really cared about someone and you were really committed to that, and it ended, you know, it ended not out of nowhere, but, you know, it kind of ended unexpectedly, and, you're t- and you went on Tinder 
straight away, that to me is saying, okay, you're avoiding actually healing from the breakup and you're avoiding the stages of grief a breakup needs. And this kind of goes for anything really. So, you know, if you feel like you're avoiding any kind of trauma or emotion or think something you've been through, um, kind of look at what you're using. Um, I used to jump on Tinder or, you know, find someone to be messaging straight away to be filling that void of the ex-boyfriend. And I think that's something that a lot of us do. Um, I, before my last relationship, I was single seven years. And I remember that that breakup seven years ago, eight years ago now probably. Um, the first thing I did was start flirting with guys. And flirting with guys that I knew were interested in me while I was in a relationship. And I think within a week... I was actually sleeping with one of the guys um, and I just remember how I felt afterwards. I felt horrific. I actually think I went into the spare room and I cried while he was asleep in the other room. I cried and I thought, no, this isn't, this isn't, this hasn't helped me. This isn't what I want. You know, in the moment, in that moment of when you're you're newly single and you're messaging and someone's giving you attention and someone's wanting to see you and you're kind of you know the butterflies and all and all that stuff for me that's actually a distraction because like I said if you were in love or in a caring relationship and it ended you're not just going to switch that off overnight so with this last breakup I really learned from that like I really learned from that feeling knowing that jumping on Tinder and jumping into bed with somebody doesn't make me feel better. Um, So what I've done with this healing this time around is I've took the teachings that I've learned over the years and the things that I knew that last time I didn't, that didn't work for me and I've applied something new. And that can be scary because it's easier for us to fall back into old coping mechanisms so it would probably have been easier for me to get on tinder to go on dates to you know to sleep with somebody but I really forced myself to yeah to sit with it to sit with my feelings to honor the relationship to honor that time that I'd spent with the person um, you know, because for me, the respect didn't go when the relationship ended. Like, the respect for him, I mean, no, no matter what how what he did after the relationship, this is another thing that I really want you to think about. If, if we're talking about breakups and healing from a breakup, for example, if your ex does jump on Tinder straight away, if your ex, you know, you find out they are seeing someone or they are dating or they're on social media posting with somebody the ego will want you to get back get them back not get them back but kind of oh if they're doing it I'm going to do it but the ego is not what we want to work with here it's your soul and I really feel like we are responsible for what we attract into our lives and we are responsible for a lot of the ways that we feel so rather than look at your ex and think, oh, they're doing that, I'm going to do it, and, you know, if they're doing it, I will, just 
torture yourself and be like, okay, what what do I need to do? I, you know, they, they may have disrespected you, but I wouldn't ever stoop to that level. Do what do what is best for your highest good and do what's best for your healing. And I would say nine out of ten times, dating straight away and going on a dating app and jumping straight into bed with someone is is not the correct thing to do. Because you're masking you're masking the breakup, you're masking the feelings that come with a breakup. You're running away. And I also think about it from the person that, that you're bringing into your life, you know, the person that you might be sleeping with or dating or, you know, kind of using in a way to fill that void or to avoid the healing. It's not fair on them. And would you like to be that person that is being used as a void or being used as a distraction? No, you wouldn't. I just think that line of treat others how you would want to be treated is so important. It's, it's, a, it's a classic line, but it, it is also very important. Um, but yes, when it comes to healing, especially from a breakup, just tap into your soul and your heart and really honour what you're feeling. If you're heartbroken, you know, accept that you're heartbroken and know, you know it's inevitable that you're going to, you're going to feel okay today because... Let me tell you, when I first split up with my ex in December, I think he ended it with me a f- like a few days before Christmas Day, and he was meant to fly over for boxing the other day after. I can't really remember now the dates. Um, I was beside myself. I was so heartbroken. It came totally out the blue. It was done via text. I'd just lost my dad two weeks before. No, sorry, four weeks before. Um, and I felt so low, I felt so lost, I couldn't eat, I couldn't, I didn't sleep, but whenever I did, I dreamt about him. Um, it was, yeah, it was really hard, it was a really difficult time for me, um, because I was dealing with two griefs, you know, the grief of my dad and the grief of a breakup. And they're two different things that I needed to heal, I needed to work with. And they were two, they were, as much as they were both grieving, grieving, they were so different. Because on one side, you know, my dad, I had lost to cancer and it was still, that was sudden, we weren't expecting it. And the other one was someone choosing not to be with me. So one kind of brought up all the abandonment stuff from my childhood, like the abandonment wound. And when I say abandonment, you know, there's so many layers to the abandonment wound. It doesn't just mean an absent parent. It can mean, you know, you know, your family breaking up and you being torn to one side or the other or being neglected emotionally in that, in that, in that union, in that family. I'll, I will talk about abandonment wounds on another podcast, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of veering off here, so I'm going to go back to what I was talking about. So yeah, I, I had to deal with two different types of grief, which was really overwhelming. Um, you know, the, the kind of rejection and abandonment wound and the sadness from that was, was actually more overpowering, if I'm honest, than the loss of my dad. Because 
my dad didn't choose to leave me. Does that make sense? I don't I don't know if this is gonna make sense and it might sound a bit crazy, but how I've how I've looked at it is, you know, my dad didn't choose to leave, he he passed away and I do believe that, that that was for a reason and you know, he may have got much much more ill with his cancer, so I had to believe in that moment that there was a reason that he was taken away and he was taken away peacefully in his sleep. Um, you know, very unexpectedly, but peacefully in his sleep. So I had to really trust the universe that this has happened for a reason, that there is a reason why he's been taken now. Um, I don't think he he would have really been very good with dealing with more, you know, he might have had to have chemotherapy because at, at that point he'd only had radiotherapy. He hadn't eaten for months. My dad, Italian man, loved his food. I just think that that I had to see it as a higher power was looking down and thinking, you know, this man's, you know, the cancer's not going to go and to end his suffering. So I kind of made peace with with that. Obviously, I st- I'm still grieving my dad and not having him because that, you know, that that's going to be a process. I'm going to live with the grief for that forever. But the grief from being... I don't really like to say being dumped, but, you know, from somebody choosing not to be with you. Um, it's just different because it, it makes you, it automatically makes you feel and question yourself. So I went back really to, I went back to this little Justine that was asking the questions of like, why, why, why don't they want me? Like, what did I do wrong? Did I say something? Could I have done something better? Like, did I not love them you know, as much as I could, did I not show them affection, did I, and it got me into that horrible spiral of looking at, looking at myself as the issue, and looking at, at me as the one that was lacking something, um, so I really had to come out of that headspace, and you know, it's very natural to go into that, obviously, it's very natural feeling, it's a human human emotion, rejection, you automatically question yourself. But with all the growth I've done, I really took a step back and I actually started seeing it about a few weeks after being sad about the initial shock of the breakup. I started looking at it as, okay, I looked at him and what he, you know, what he'd gone through in his life and I kind of understood it. I understood why he kind of, you know, he ran away, he left, he he didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. I understood from his past experiences, which I won't go into because it's not for me, really for me to, to go into. Um, I looked at that and I, then I started looking at the relationship and being deadly honest with myself. And I was like, you know, the signs were there. There was small signs that he wasn't, ready for what I was ready for, that he couldn't love at the level that I could, and that doesn't make me, that doesn't mean I'm lacking anything, that doesn't make me any less worthy, and I really think that's such an important part of the healing, to kind of look at, Look at where you played your part. So, for example, I looked and I looked back and I thought, do you know what? There were some red flags that I kind of 
I did see and I did feel, my intuition did tell me a few times, and I ignored it. So that, that my part, the part that I played in that was right there. So that kind of, with, with the healing, I kind of thought, okay, now what do I do to make sure that that doesn't happen again? What healing do I need to do? What work do I need to do on myself? So I went inwards really to me and it went really, the I got really down to the nitty gritty and the darkness of it. And it was just deep down. I'd always, I've always worked for love. I've always had to really, I've always felt I've had to really kind of give, 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 to show show a guy what I can bring to the table, show him that I am, you know, that I'm like a wife and I can cook and I can care for you and I can give you amazing sex, I can do all these things. And it was a pattern that I was I would give, give, give. And I had to really look, sorry if you just heard my cat running, um, I had to really look at where that came from and really dig deep and be honest with myself. And where I'd kind of neglected myself in order to be chosen. So I really have, have since really worked on choosing myself. Obviously that wound does come up for me still. And that feeling of, oh God, have you not been chosen? But in that moment, instead of looking for someone to choose me or going on an app and trying to be, you know, trying to get the validation through an app, I just went inwards and... I, self-sued and I looked at myself and I was like okay Justine like what do you need right now you know I could write myself a love letter journaling was probably one of the most powerful things I did or I'm still doing you know I'm still healing like who am I kidding I'm still I'm still healing but a lot of the healing that I've done over the last few months especially whilst being off Instagram is a lot of journaling a lot of writing exactly what I'm feeling you know, purely from the heart, like, no, no edits, and a lot, a lot of it that came up for me was, you know, I, I always believed I had to really work, and I had to really bend, go above and beyond to show someone that I'm amazing, and that I can be good for them, and that I'm loyal, and, you know, don't get me wrong, you have to show somebody that you're looking to be with, you know, parts of yourself and show them what you can bring to the table, but don't lose yourself. And that's what I've done in in this last relationship, in a way. Um, it didn't really feel so much that at the time because I felt, you know, I felt it was reciprocated in a lot of ways. And, you know, for the first time in in ever, like forever, I actually felt like I could trust him, he wasn't going to go around looking for other women, um, whereas my other exes had always kind of left me for someone else or cheated on me, so I felt safe with him, but there was so much else that was neglected, like my emotional needs, you know, a lot of needs, I, again I won't go into that, um, so I had really abandoned myself to be in, in that relationship. I'd abandoned a lot of my needs and a lot of what what I truly wanted from a relationship. And that really just stemmed back to me not feeling worthy enough for what I wanted. Me not... Another aspect of it as well, it's like, it's, it's a bit of a control thing because 
I actually believe that I might have, you know, give, when you're giving someone so much and you're like, look at this, I can do this for you, it might also be a way of controlling them to stay in your life. And that's another aspect that I've looked at. And I just looked at where I'd learned that from. And, you know, my mum had always, she is now, such a giver, give, give, give bends over backwards for everybody, puts everybody before her. So I had picked up an aspect of that. As much as I have done a lot of self-love um, healing and the journey of self-love in the last few years, I still find that that comes up for me. Um, I am naturally a giver, but I think it's important when you're a giver to make sure that you're pouring and giving to yourself before anyone else. Or the person that you are in a connection with, that they're pouring into you as much as you're pouring into them. Because what happens if they don't is that you're pouring out of your cup or your, you know, your jug, whatever you want to call it. And you're pouring out of yours being like, look what I can give you, let, let me water you, let me water you. You end up dry, you end up dying. Like if we're talking like in plants and watering, you know, they say water each other and you will both grow. So... You have to really look at a partnership as you both need to be watering each other. And I was settling for sprinklers, if that if we're looking at it from a kind of a visual aspect. I was getting watered in some ways, but it was a lot of the time it was sprinklers and it wasn't you know, it wasn't um, fully reciprocating. I was still giving a lot. So a lot of the healing that I've had to do is, and I'm still doing, is looking at why I can't just show up as myself and be like, you know what, this is me, and know and stand so true in my belief that I am so worthy, and anyone who has me in their life, whether it's as a friendship or as a partner, they're like, they're blessed, and you really have to... That, that's a tough one. That has been a tough one for me because I've grown up and I've learned that you have to give, give, give to receive love. You have to give and you have to... You have to kind of drain yourself or lose yourself a little bit for love. So, yeah, with regards to that, it was tough because I really isolated myself. I wasn't on any dating apps. I wasn't on Instagram, you know, I started Facebook, but Facebook, for me, I don't get drawn in like I do Instagram. On Instagram, it's, it's a lot easier to get drawn in and to, to connect with lots of different people. Facebook's just kind of the people that you've known most of your life, you've grown up with, and they're there, and you post, and then you go off the app. So I didn't find that one as consuming as the other apps. So yeah, with regards to healing from the breakup, what I would say to you is really pour love into yourself do things that make you feel good because one of the main things that I felt after my breakup was I felt really I didn't have any I don't know how to say it I didn't have any I wouldn't say confidence but yeah I guess confidence my self-esteem had been pretty shattered and it got to a point where even like I couldn't masturbate because I just I, I wasn't connected to myself I was disconnected in many ways to myself 
and I didn't feel good about myself and I was still asking the question like, well, like, why have I not been chosen? So I started to do things that I knew made me feel good. So, I, I mean, I love dancing. I'd put on music in my house and just dance, dance, um, you know, not choreography, just kind of freestyle dancing. I journal, like I love journaling, like it really helps me. Um, meditation, first thing in the morning, breath work, going on walks in nature, just the things that made me feel good. Even for me, even like helping others, like helping being around my friends or helping helping my friends with something, like things that really boost your self-esteem. And I just started doing things like that really, which meant that my my sense of self-worth and my sense of like feeling good didn't come from anything outside of myself. It it didn't come from that. It doesn't come from you know, it doesn't come from some a guy deciding that they, they do want to meet me, they do want to date me. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's one of the main things that is the most important. <laughs> and another one is to go no contact. You know, don't contact, don't have any ties to the ex. If we are talking about healing from a breakup, I assume that's what um, most of you were applying to when you messaged me. Um, yeah, no contact is so difficult, especially when you're used to having someone in your life. And it, it's a really hard thing, like getting used to not speaking to someone every day. But I can guarantee you it's the best thing to do. You will not feel good. You're not going to feel good if you're reaching out to them or if you're checking their Instagram and you're watching what they're doing. Or, you know, assumptions are made. You'll break your own heart. Um, luckily for me, I'd asked um, my ex when we split up, when he ended it with me, I said, just please do me a favour. Just block me on everything. Um, I just really need... I just really need you to block me because I don't trust myself. And I was just really honest with that. I really, like, I stood in that and I was like, you know, I'm going to be weak and I'm going to check and I'm going to get my feelings hurt. Even if there was nothing there, I'd still find a way to get my feelings hurt. So, yeah, protect your heart in that sense. Um, you don't need to be knowing what they're doing. And remember, especially with social media, people only put on the highlights of their life, you know. So it doesn't always mean that they, you know, you might see an ex looking like he's, he or she's really happy. That might not be the case. So just avoid that. I would say that's a real big one for me. Um, and like I said, don't jump to the next person. Don't jump on a dating app. Don't jump and try and avoid the, the healing of a breakup. Just sit with yourself and cry when you need to cry and talk about it and really just be honest with yourself about how you feel because the worst thing you can do is meet someone else straight away, not deal with the breakup because those feelings that you have suppressed and you have like brushed under that carpet, it's going to pile up and it's going to get you at some point. So just don't avoid it. Um, that's really, really key. And I know it's uncomfortable. Oh my God, trust me, I know. I've sat and I felt it come up and I felt like 
I felt it and I felt it come up going, go, just go on Tinder, just go on Tinder, like, have, you know, get a little bit of attention. I was like, no, I need, I need to sit with this. I need to sit with this because that was only going to be a part, that's only going to be a very small moment of feeling good. You know, that very small moment when you match or chatting to someone and then you're going to feel shit again. So, yeah, that's what I would, um, that's definitely what I would advise when it comes to breakups. Another thing I also would invite you to do is to be really honest with yourself about the relationship. You know, be really real. I think what we tend to do, when, especially when someone ends it with us, we tend to put them on a pedestal, like, they must be better than me. And you remember all the amazing things. And you're looking kind of through those rose-tinted glasses. Really, like, be honest with yourself about the relationship. And when you're ready, obviously, not straight away, when you're ready, write down the things that weren't working in that relationship. The things that you didn't get from that relationship that, that didn't, you know, that that didn't fulfill you. And I guarantee you'll find things. You, you will find things like this. Even now, I have moments where I was like, I think the other day, I felt, you know, I do still miss miss him sometimes. I do wonder how he is. You know, um, we've since spoken and we've like cleared the air. But I knew that having him speaking to him regularly wasn't wasn't working for me. So we did three mm. months without no contact, and then we did have a little conversation. But I knew I was like, do you know what? I got, I had to be very real about what happened and he hurt me. As much as I'd forgiven him, I'd forgiven him for myself, not for him, for myself. As much as I'd forgiven him, I, you know, I really had to look at that and be like, you know what, he, he didn't treat me, that, that wasn't well, I wasn't well treated, there was no respect there in the end. So, really there can't be a friendship here. Um, you know, there's no apology, there was no remorse really, like, for his own reasons, you know, he finds it hard to really express himself, that's fine, I just had to look at it and be like, you know what, at the end of the day, uh, you know, he he has my forgiveness and he knows that, um, and that isn't because I think he deserves it or it's because I think I deserve it, I deserve to be free from it, Um, but I always have to be real about the damage that has been done, you know, the pain that I did go through, and I am, you know, I'm still working through. You know, it's like anything. You, you, um, if you, you know, if you break a vase, the pieces might go back together, but there's still cracks there. So, you know, that's for me. That's for me to heal. That's not up to him. That's for me. And him being in my life again and talking to him wasn't going to do that, it, it wasn't going to heal it, he, he he wasn't the one to fix it, you know, even though he broke it, like, he wasn't the one to fix it, so yeah, just be really real with yourself about what the relationship was, um, obviously, you know, let go of any attachments to you two getting back together, I know that there's a, there's a lot of that, you know, that nothing really bad happened, we could be back together one day. Yeah, that's true, you could. You know, two people can grow apart and come back together, I 100% agree. Unless something really horrendous has happened, and, you know, they have, like, if they cheated on you, I don't, I don't really believe, I mean, personally, I wouldn't go back. 
But if it's something like, you know, that they've just decided they don't want to be with you, they can't be with you right now, they're going through some stuff, and yes, there is a chance you could be back together. However, don't live your life with the attachment to that outcome. You have to still move forward, you have to still let go, and you have to still get on with your healing and get on with your your life and your new life because that's what happens in a breakup. You have to start, in a way, a new life. There's so much... There's so much that you had with the, with an ex-partner that, that isn't going to be there anymore. And you have to find new things to fill that. And just continue with your life. And remember that whatever is meant for you, it will never, never pass you. And I really, truly, truly believe this. If something is meant to be, it will be. Even if it is your ex. And it comes and it comes years down the line and you're back together. However, like I said, don't hold on to that. Just know that right now, in this moment, what is happening is meant to be happening. Whether it's for you to do some more deep healing, whether it's for you to meet someone new that's that's you know the person you're meant to be with, whatever the reason is, or for you to go on a new adventure and get a new job or whatever the reason is it has happened for a greater purpose and if you really remember that you know when you're feeling when you're feeling sad and you're feeling a bit confused about like what what why is this happening what I don't understand you don't need to understand you just need to know that you are exactly where you're meant to be and anybody that's meant to be with you in your life will be regardless like they will be they'll be there um it's a it's a really it's a hard art to grasp the art of letting go i have to say i find i find it difficult um you know my anxious attachment wound and my abandonment wound it screams and it's like no 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 we need to hold on to this we need to find a way to control this and make sure that they're there and make sure that we know what's going to happen but the truth is we don't and there's so much beauty in a in a breakup you know it's such a chance to reinvent yourself and really look within when you look at yourself and be like okay what part did I play here and I think where I'm at now with my healing is I'm like okay yeah you've healed so much and you've come so far from eight years ago the breakup eight years ago and now wow what a transformation what a woman I am. Like, I, I, I've dealt with this breakup with dignity, with respect. I haven't, you know, I haven't disrespected myself or dishonoured myself. I've, even with him, we've, when we've reconnected, I've been respectful and kind still. And I think, wow, gosh, I've come so far. But I also know that there's, there's so much more from me. I, there's so much more woman. I'm, I'm so much more than the woman I am now. I can, I will be, and I can be. I'm amazing and whole and great as I am now. But wow, I'm, I'm so determined to just become better from this. Become a better woman. And if I'm really honest with myself, right now, I actually did go on a couple of dates a few weeks ago it's the same guy 
and he was really great and I realised that I'd attracted someone like really great and I was like you know what Justine you've actually attracted someone really quite in alignment to what you want however I knew from going on those two dates that I still wasn't ready you know I felt um I felt a lot of guilt on the first date and on the second day, I cried the whole evening when I got home. And I just knew, I was like, Justine, you're not ready. You're not ready. And that's okay. You know, it's okay that I'm not ready. And it just made me think that, think about myself and think, am I the woman? And Am I the woman right now that I'd want to be? If the man that I want to manifest comes in now and steps into my life now with everything that I want there, on a plate, like, Justine, I'm here. Do Am I the woman that I want to be for that man? Am I, am I not good enough, but am I healed enough? Am I grown enough to be that woman, that, that, that man that I want in my life? And I do want him and I'm going to, man- I am manifesting him. Am I the woman, though, that, that he would want? Am I the greatest version of myself? And the truth is that right now, I'm not. I'm definitely working on it. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing things that that are getting me there and getting me into alignment and really having me step into my queen, queen energy. But I also know that right now, and over the last few months, I've been vulnerable. So anyone that I have come into and, you know, connected with, I've attracted from a place of vulnerability and in a place of, you know, I'm still deeply hurting. I mean, not so much now, but, you know, back then. And when that happens is, you when that happens, you will attract someone from where you are, from where you're vibrating. So I'm not, at, right now, I'm not going to attract that man in because I'm not that woman. I'm not far from that woman, don't get me wrong. But I I realise that there's there's things that I want to do and there's things that I want to to achieve and I really know that I need to focus on me right now. And once once I do that, you know, while I'm doing that and I'm working on me, I'm just going to elevate higher and higher and higher and then I'll meet that guy up there. I'll meet him up there and we will both be on that level. And I just know it's going to be beautiful and that's going to be it for me when that happens. So I'm not worried. And I think that's something that you need to remember with the healing is you're not always going to feel like that. You're not always going to feel lost. You're not always going to feel heartbroken. Saying that, if you stay stuck on your ex and you stay stuck on thinking about why and what's happened and and you're not moving forward and you're not doing things for you and you're not, you know, building yourself back up, you, you will stay stuck in that. But what I would, yeah, what I would invite you to do is just to really focus on yourself and to do the things that you know make you feel amazing and that make you feel good. And if it's not a full body fuck yes, it's a no. And that's where I was at when it came to dating. I was like, this isn't a full body fuck yeah. So it's got to be a no. And... The more I do that, the more I listen to my heart and the more I listen to my intuition and my wisdom, my inner wisdom, 
the more I walk, I elevate and the more I step into my queen energy. And from there, you will just keep attracting more of that good stuff. So for anybody that's going through, you know, any type of grief or grieving a relationship, I'm going to do a whole other podcast on grieving someone that's passed away because I think that just needs a whole other podcast. But the grieving, the healing that you need to do when it comes to, you know, not even relationships, but, you know, patterns of bad partners that you might have had and, you know, flings or casual things that have not turned into anything and you're feeling stuck in that same, that same pattern and that same rut. The answer is always go inwards, shut off the distractions, really go inwards and love on yourself and give yourself the things that make you feel good. And once you keep practicing that, you will just feel, the healing will just come and you'll feel more and more whole and you'll feel empowered trust me on that I mean you know I still have my bad days I still have my moments but at the end of the day I know deep down that I've got me and I'm going to be good regardless and I really think that's something that you you've got to remember that you can give yourself everything you need self-soothe you know do the things write write in your journal do the meditation go on the walks do whatever makes you feel good as long as you're not distracting yourself as long as you're not avoiding the pain check in with yourself when you feel pain come up what are you doing if you're you know if you are running off and you are trying to avoid it and you're trying to keep busy and you're not actually looking at yourself and you're not actually sitting with it then you're not you're not going to heal um so yeah i don't know if this is i'm hoping this has helped somebody um, please let me know. You can get me on Instagram. My Instagram is at cook, eat, squat, repeat. I'll probably put all the details in the notes of the podcast anyway. Um, but yeah, reach out to me. Let me know how you feel about the podcast, if it's helped you at all, if you've got any more questions. And it's been amazing having you. And um, thank you so much for listening. Bye.